Hey guys, Anthony from Maze and Brew here to introduce you to our friends and sponsors of the podcast, homefieldapparel.com. Homefield is a premium collegiate apparel brand located right in the heart of Big Ten country in Indianapolis and makers of some of the most comfortable items of clothing you will ever own. Homefield launched its Michigan collection in early November with several awesome vintage designs that capture a lot of the things we love about the Wolverines. Everything they do and design for all schools comes from a place of love that honors the history of some of our favorite institutions across the country. So if you're looking for a gift for that Tulane grad of yours, or simply want to add some North Dakota State gear to your collection, in addition to the Michigan stuff you buy, they are the place to do it. Our listeners, our readers, the Maize and Brew family can get 20% off your first purchase using the promo code MNB at homefieldapparel.com. That's promo code MNB at homefieldapparel.com for 20% off your first purchase. I promise you, their gear will become an instant favorite in your collection. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Brewcast. I am not Luke Giardi. This is not the the velvety, sultry voice of one Luke Giardi. I am Chris Castellani. Luke uh, is feeling a little bit under the weather tonight and will not be joining us, but I am joined by my boss and friend, Anthony Broom. Anthony, how you doing, buddy? Doing good. Uh, a piece of a piece of me, a piece of us, is is obviously not here, and yeah. and as a result, a piece of my soul is not currently here tonight. So, uh, but you're so gracious to step into the host chair. Um, I've kind of learned that I'm I'm better as the wingman, so to speak. So, and you've been doing a great job with the basketball podcast, which uh, we obviously didn't do that yesterday. There was no game to talk about this week, so with it being the holidays and such, we decided to take a day for ourselves, a little mental health day. Um, mm-hmm. Although what even are those uh, in this world that we live yeah, in? Right is there now, some, but, do you, do you are, are, have we been able to have that kind of exhale day in 2020? It's been at such a premium. Uh, I feel like right now um, us being the movie guys with the movie references and, and superhero guys, I feel like we're in like the chamber from Deadpool. We're like, every time you're about to suffocate, they give you like a little bit more oxygen, but then once yeah. you get your breath, it, they'd like take it right away from you. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's I, how it feels right it. now. It's been, it's been uh, that kind of tumultuous year for sure. Oh, you know, a little bit of news to discuss today. We will give kind of, I guess we'll start off with that. And that's kind of the, uh, you know, I, I wish we had a graphic here on Twitch, the Harbaugh watch update obviously like the panda watch from anchorman <laughs> exactly i know we, we need we need to bring in brian fantana to to report on on this i'm sure it's it's every bit as interesting at this point but basically i mean we we know kind of what everyone else seems to know and what we've known for the last several weeks which is it appears as though there is an offer on the table it appears as though ward manual has 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 penned out some sort of deal and kind of slid it across the table to Jim Harbaugh and the ball is kind of now in Harbaugh's camp. I mean, do do we have any updates here regarding where he might be leaning, what they're waiting for? What do you got? Uh, Everything right now is just like, again, I've said this for weeks on here. I don't purport to have inside info, but you know, everything's in a holding pattern at the moment. I know the reports came out last week that they're kind of, Uh, I think this may have even been after we podcasted that uh, they're looking to get something done before, before January or the start of January. Um, And like I said, if you were a person into reading tea leaves, why would you want a deal done before the start of January? Well, that's the NFL coaching season. So 
Um, it seems like they're pushing to get that done sooner rather than later if something is going to get done. Again, it could be the next couple of days. It could be whatever. But, you know, what we know is we're going into – this is either week three or four of – us living in a world where we know there's a three-year incentive-laden deal on the table. So I'm sure they're negotiating right now um, if there are negotiations to be had. But like I said, I, I don't know. Let's just say they're pushing to get this done before Christmas, uh, which we're running out of time. It, it's stunning how I know it's the 20, 22nd by the time you're listening to this. It's 21st right now. So, yeah, yeah. I, well, I don't know what changes in three days compared to the next three weeks. So I, I don't. You know, it's Harbaugh watch, uh, a very different Harbaugh watch than the one we were in six Decembers ago. But again, it just doesn't seem like there's anything really percolating there right now. They're still operating as if, you know, business as usual, we, we truck along. The problem with what's going on right now is that this is kind of the time where you need to start reaching out to assistance and things like that. And you're kind of chopped off at the knees and doing that when you don't have your future secured. So we secured the future of, you know, whatever it was, 19 to 20 gentlemen last week. Because um, they are, you know, adults, grown men that are coming into the program to play football. We don't know what's going on with the head coach. So again, um, I still, again, I'm still on the more on the side of a deal gets done than it doesn't. But again, this is we're going into week three of this now. It's really uh, I get a little bit less confident every day. You, you literally took the words out of my mouth because that's what I was going to say. I think I'm I'm still at like eighty percent. He's coming back here, but with each passing day goes down a little bit and you know you kind of brought up the you know what are they waiting for type of thing right now and I think I don't think Michigan's waiting for anything I think Jim Harbaugh might be waiting for something to see what other jobs potentially open up I mean it depends on the year but right now especially there's not really that big hotshot candidate to be a head coach in the NFL the big hotshot candidate would probably be Jim Harbaugh I mean Jim Caldwell interviewed for the Texans today. So like, if there's any doubt about the kind of coaching, I miss that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, the, yeah. I, I'm, that's, that's legitimate news. They, they reported, I believe on their official Twitter account. So like he's as time move goes on, uh, he becomes a hotter commodity to the, Oh, there was one thing you brought up as well. And I, we forgot to even discuss this pre-show, but Despite all the tumult, despite all the awfulness, as miserable as this year has been, as frustrating as it has been, Michigan secured a pretty darn good recruiting class last week. I, I mean, I think what you had one, you had two guys, I think, kind of decommit or, or go elsewhere at the last second, but you had a few guys, Donovan Edwards, I believe, was the, was the big one who uh, a lot of people felt like was going to end up pivoting and going to Alabama. He ends up coming to Michigan. Is it true? And I'm, maybe I read this wrong. That Alabama got the four, the top four wide receiver recruits in this uh, recruiting class. Yeah, I well, before I say it, we are an interactive show. We are on Twitch uh, every yeah, Monday I, night. Yeah. Um, it uh, Ant Wright is in the room, and he says, uh, "Tell Chris I said what up." So what up, Chris? Thank from you, Ant Wright. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't have the recruiting rankings or the, who signed where in front of me, but I know mm -hmm. that. Uh, Michigan was able to hold on to Xavier Worthy, which is a huge, like big time get for them. Top hundred guy who, you know, we thought maybe um, would start listening to the overtures from Alabama. And what was it, Xavier? I'm sorry, I I, I must have screwed that up. I'm sorry. Yeah, Xavier. Well, Donovan Edwards uh, committed to so Xavier Worthy and Donovan right. Edwards, um, the two biggest gets of the day. Obviously, both right. offensive guys. Edwards is a top fifty guy. Uh, I think the fourth ranked running back in the country. Uh, it seemed like it was kind of down to Georgia uh, and Michigan there, and they were able to get him to stay home. Uh, and to his credit, 
And I think this has kind of been the attitude of the guys that they've signed, namely on the offensive side of the ball is that, you know, they have a lot of guys that probably could have signed elsewhere, but, and I'm not going to, I won't listen. I'm not going to disparage anyone right now. This is about them signing and what their messages to each other. They want to be the group of guys that, you know, quote unquote brings Michigan back. So, um, yeah, that's commendable there. Um, going back to Worthy, yeah, you, you were able to hold on to a top 100 wide receiver. Mm-hmm. But then, um, you know, as Wooly J points out in the comments yeah. here on Twitch, Alabama was able to get four of the top nine wide receivers. I think they're all top 50 guys. So, again, it's uh, the rich get richer. Um, you know, for what my money's worth, if I had a Heisman vote, I know those ballots were cast over the weekend. I would give it to Devontae Smith. But, uh, yeah, it, it's – they, they did a pretty pretty good job all things considered which to me i think signals the the belief that um harbaugh is sticking around but then also yeah. i wouldn't discount to and something we've talked about kind of ad nauseum to this point is i do think there's a lot of value in what jj mccarthy brings to the table mm-hmm. you know as a, a five-star quarterback he's i believe michigan's highest rated quarterback recruit since chad henney and that doesn't mean he's going to pan out like we've we know we get it. Recruiting rankings are a crapshoot, especially when it comes to how this particular staff has handled the quarterback position. But I think there's a lot of guys that that want to play with him and play for him. And, you know, whether Harbaugh stays or leaves, I think that you'll still be able to hold on to the core of that group. If Harbaugh is to walk to, to go elsewhere and they part ways. Yeah. It's based on what we know about how these things go. It seems like there could be guys that, still defect and we know even after you sign if there's a coaching change there are there are ins and outs to that as well but overall i mean and what has really been a you know forget a couple weeks of tumult it's been really since the minnesota game a couple months of tumult for the program uh wednesday was it was a big time pot like okay defensively again we're not disparaging kids here but when you go by rankings they are what they are and the coaches that were active on social media probably there are some tea leaves there with who will be back and who won't as well. So a uh, lot of work to do defensively. Um, but Hey, that's kind of where they're at right now. So yeah. last Wednesday was a good day. So yeah. mixed in with the Harbaugh watch stuff. I didn't, they weren't hurt too much. I uh, lost a couple guys on defense, but again, it kind of seems like going to be starting over on that side of the ball regardless. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. And to, you know, to so many people who, and, and I mean, including us and this podcast is no exception who have been so critical of, the job Harbaugh's done here, especially recently, and I, I don't take back any of it. Uh, I think in the eyes of recruits, at least, the Michigan brand is still very strong. I mean, there are teams that have had that had a down year this year. Uh, you know, our, obviously he's not here tonight, but Luke brought up that Penn State as a program took a substantial drop or nosedive in terms of the recruiting rankings this year. I believe they were the 21st ranked uh, class in the nation. And for a uh, coach and a program that's been consistently top 10, top 15, that's kind of a big deal. And I think in, in the eyes of many recruits, the kind of season they had this year may have kind of swayed people uh, one way or the other. So, I mean, it shows that in a way Harbaugh still has his fastball. Now what he does with a lot of these guys, we're going to have to find out. We, we only, you know, it's, it's an old cliche, but only time will tell uh, one more thing. And it's, you know, it shows the kind of year this has been that this is the third topic that we're talking about here, but Michigan was supposed to play a game last week and they didn't. Um, and this was, you know, at uh, old takes exposed. Cause I came on here last Monday and said, uh, I think they're going to play this game. 
Michigan became on the team, I believe, even with the cancellations that went on this week, the only team in the Big Ten this season to have three consecutive football games canceled. You know, before I throw it over to you here, um, there's there's going to be forever, and I talked about this last week, you know, theories, why Michigan did this, what happened. And again, people will forge their own narratives to, be, to support whatever they want to believe. My personal belief is not that Michigan has been trying to duck, but I think that they got to a point in this season where, you know, I think the only kind of surge they had there for a second was Cade McNamara coming in against Rutgers and playing pretty darn well. You lose him most likely after Penn State. I don't think it was a matter of the the team trying to duck games. I personally think it was a matter of guys – may have been a bit more lenient in terms of some of these protocols. You know, you're asking a whole lot of 19, 20 and 21 year old kids to not go out, not be social, not hang out with people, not be in in, uh, social gatherings. And I think it's very possible that, especially after that Penn state game where you lose to what at the time was a winless team, uh, a program that had been so great that had been a model of avoiding a lot of these issues Maybe, uh, maybe stop caring as much necessarily. And I, I hate to put it in those terms, but I, that's kind of the only way to to look at it because three weeks in a row that's that's pretty brutal. And it was their cases every time. Yeah, um, I have to be careful how I choose my words here. <laughs> yes, yeah, I know. I get. I get that. Yeah. Um, all I know, all I can tell you is this. I don't know who did what, where, because they don't provide this this information. They don't provide these numbers. Um, I t- like, and this is out there. This isn't breaking news. I talked to people last week that said they would have anywhere between thirty five and forty guys available if they had played. Like we we saw the picture from Zach Shaw, the the walkthrough on Sunday night after the basketball game. Um, I think I compared it to you know a gaggle of. Um, old high school football teammates getting together at the field to play two hand touch. Like right. there were that many guys there. So listen, I think at some point um, uh, injuries, the injuries were too much. The COVID was too much. I mean, I think cases within the program were probably anywhere between 25 and 30 as of last week. And we know the, the contact tracing, we know all of that stuff as well. Now I, I, I am interested in seeing now that the season is over. I wonder if football will be, included in the testing numbers moving forward. Um, I, I, I'll get some clarification on that if I can. Um, But, you know, the fact of the matter is I don't think that, you know, forget and people say, Oh, it only takes 11 guys on each side of the ball. Listen, man. I mean, you have, you're talking about entire position groups wiped out. You're talking about starting your four string true freshman quarterback. Um, It's just, listen, I, I, it sucks. It sucks that they had to go through that. Um, and for us, perhaps it was relief because, you know, watching that was, was really tough and and no one feels sorry for us, but, um, like I said, uh, it's kind of started off with a bang and then went out with a whimper and then just fizzled out. So that, I don't know how else to put it. No, I, I, I get that completely. I, I, yeah, no, I don't really even have, which might, which might wind up being a microcosm of, you know, if this is it for Jim Harbaugh, that might kind of be the, the perfect metaphor for the it. The perfect arc. Yeah. Um, no, I, I'm, yeah, I'm with you completely. I'm, I'm so like, I, I was drained with it anyway. And 
I, it wouldn't have gone well on Saturday and if they did play. And so, and thankfully yeah. the one thing I got to give this program credit for, uh, because I still maintain at two and four, I bet they would have ended up getting some sort of bowl bid. It looks like the program, both Michigan and Michigan state said, no, we're, we're, we're not doing that this year. Um, looks like it was, I know for Michigan state, I'm not sure if it came out for Michigan players only decision. And look, I get it because one of the appeals of a bowl game is you get to go to Tampa or you get to go to, to the Bahamas and, you know, eat yeah. great food and go to Disney world. You're not going to do that this year uh, with, with the sanctions and the restrictions. So um, Michigan officially uh, putting a bookend to a, a, usually when you use the word unforgettable, it's a good thing. <laughs> uh, but this is, this will be a season, uh, that will go down in history as one of the most insane, uh, off the rails, unpredictable and ultimately disappointing seasons in Michigan football history. So that that's kind of the, the, the side topics. The main thing that we did want to discuss today. I, could I take a, tw- a question real quick from Twitch? Yeah. Was there one on Twitch? Yeah, go right ahead. Yeah. Um, Lubert asks, he says, do you guys think that COVID will be an issue next year? Um, I think that we're probably, I think we're still probably like 2022 away from everything truly being back to whatever normal is. Um, it's going to be, it, it all, it's all going to depend on when this vaccine gets rolled out to everyone. Um, my understanding is that athletes and, and, you know, things like that will get the vaccine probably about the same time the rest of us it's available to the rest of us so right if that winds up going into spring football we'll see um and that's the thing we've talked about too where if there is some kind of coaching change that takes place and then you don't have spring football because of covid still you know that's again it's all just a giant you know for lack of a better term it's a giant shit sandwich so right um that's kind of putting a bow on where we're at with all the covid stuff so yeah yeah um weird year covid year I think that we'll be back to a facsimile of, of whatever the new normal is. I hate that term, the new normal, but uh, come next year, but we'll, we'll see what happens. I certainly don't think that Michigan will, will only play six football games next year. So. No, I, I think, I think we'll see a whole season next year, but we will, the big house will not be putting a hundred thousand people into the seats. Um, I, I can say that with, uh, confidence. And one, one more question uh, was uh, not to sound all crazy, but did Alabama have players test positive? I mean, I'm sure they did. Uh, but yeah, as I've, <laughs> I, I got their coach tested positive twice. So, right. I got, I got some heat for this. So making, you know, making a joke about it, but their protocols are much different than the, they do not have the three week rule. I, I mean, they have, I don't know exactly what it is, but Saban was tested. And this is not, you know, this is true. Saban tested positive and was on the side and a, did he miss a game? I don't even remember if he missed a game. Um, well, his his first he missed the he missed the one game uh, a couple weeks ago. But the first go around, um, he had like five days in a row of negative PCR tests or something like that. Right. Yeah. yeah so like yeah. they were able to confirm that it was a false positive. So um, for people who aren't sure how the testing process works, and again, it's it's not a moot point now because basketball, hockey, they're still testing every day. Um, Basically, it's rapid test. Every day you go to the facility for rapid testing. Rapid test shows you either have a positive or a negative. If it's a positive, they run a PCR test, which is a little more, it's a little further up your nose, so to speak, a little more. I had one recently. It's not fun. Um, and they, you know, that's, that's more of a, uh, again, I don't know the science of it, but it's more of a test that, uh, you know, it will confirm 
of the results because it goes a little bit deeper and the sample's a little more there. So um, like I said, you know, you could have a, false positives are, they happen, obviously. We've seen them in the NFL. We've seen them in college football. Um, so that they do confirm those with, you know, additional testing that, that goes, you know, they're not rapid results. That's why you see people wait a few days and things like that. So that is how the process works. Yes, and you explained it much better than uh, I ever could because even this, I don't know, it, they, it's why I struggle in school. I man. still don't understand it, all right. of it, but. No, um, a lot of this stuff just becomes very uh, overwhelming. But I, one, moving on, kind of the, the key story that broke, you know, several hours before we recorded this thing was Josh Gaddis, Michigan's offensive coordinator for how much longer, we don't know, but currently <laughs> is their offensive coordinator, went to Twitter which I don't know if any positive statement has ever started with the phrase went to Twitter, but he did. And, um, and that's coming from a guy who's accumulated a fairly solid following went to Twitter and praised the Ohio state Buckeyes and said they deserve to be in the college football playoff and um, was lambasted by. I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way. It wasn't direct praise for the Ohio state Buckeyes, but it was uh, implied praise. So to speak. it was, you ever um, watch I'll, I'll, it's always sunny? You ever watch it's always sunny in Philadelphia? Always, yes. It, pe- people caught up on caught up to this because of the implication. And pe- people were able to see <laughs> people were able to see what he was going for here, and um, ultimately deleted the tweets and ended up private privatizing his account. I don't know if um, I don't know if it, that's still the case by the time you're listening to this. Um, I'm going to have you go first and what your thoughts are on this because people freaked out. I may have a slightly different opinion than you on this, but I'm going to have you go first uh, to see kind of gauge what you thought about this because people were really frustrated reading some of this stuff. Okay. Well, uh, he is on, he is on uh, hidden or hun, you know, unblocked or whatever you want to call it. Not, he's not private anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, I will just read this. So this is what he said. He says, regardless of polls, a six and big 10 team deserves in no conference has had to do endure has had to endure more. Number one, the emotional roller coaster. If a season would happen and opt outs, number two, no fans all year and the environment. Number three, 21 day protocol to miss games, add an injuries, contact tracing for the inability to reschedule. And he followed this up with, this is not an endorsement. This is a, an acknowledgement of what every kid and team has had to face in our conference. Comments show people put their own selfishness in front of so many kids sacrificed this season. Every Big Ten player and coach sacrificed more than what anyone can imagine. Again, I wrote about this today, and you kind of, it's one of those things where I, I took kind of a harsh stance against it. And you can't, you know, what's the old saying? You can't put the toothpaste back in the bottle, so to speak. But I have a few thoughts on this. And not to, not to, you know, push you to the side and take the floor here, but this might take a few minutes. So bear with me here. Go ahead. Um, Nobody needs to make the case for why Ohio state should be in the playoff because they're in the playoff. And, and and let's be honest here. They were always going to be in the playoff as long as they went, you know, as long as they won all their games in the schedule and, and, you know, won the big 10 championship Um, as Nicole Auerbach wrote in the athletic uh, last week, former podcast guest shout out to Nicole we love her work the committee has made it clear with their actions that this is basically an invitation like let's they're not even hiding the fact that we're um we're just taking the four teams that we think are the best because 
and again, I, I know what the arguments are with the group of five and, and all that. We'll, we'll talk playoff stuff later. Um, in this situation, like I said, I think it is, I think I can tip my hat. It's admirable to stand up for the conference because in the same situation, I think Michigan would want to be treated like the way that Ohio state is. And I think they would be because they are that big brand um, and have a shot to play for it all, but they're not in that situation. And to be frank, the future of Gaddis is in question. The future of the coaching staff is in question. And I just, I don't know if Ohio state's deservedness to be in the playoff is something that you need to be signal boosting right now. And Again, choosing my words wisely. Um, you know, we're not, this is not the SEC where everyone puts on their tinfoil hats and submits to, you know, the greater good of the SEC conference because, you know, you know what the quote is, it just means more. This is, you know, a couple weeks of, you know, Ward Manual a couple weeks ago, you know, went on a, a paragraph, paragraph long diatribe about how he thinks Ohio State's one of the four best teams in the country deserves to be in the playoff, all that stuff. Ohio State was always going to be in the playoff, and the Big Ten was always going to pave the way for them to attempt to grab their piece of the pie. Because why are we playing this season? It's because money. Like, not, It's never been more clear than that. So there, there's, no, <laughs> there's no moral high ground. Uh, and I think that some people that's, you know, they want to be able, you know, if we're not going to beat Ohio State on the field, we're going to show where, and I'm not accusing Josh Gaddis of this. I think Josh Gaddis could have made his same point by saying, I'm proud of all of our players this season for going through what they did. But you're kind of like, it's a subtweet that Ohio State deserves to be in the playoff. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I know it's not intentional uh, to, for it to be this way, but a lot of Michigan's problems right now are self-inflicted you're not better than Ohio state because you advocate you're advocating for them because they would not do the same for you. It's you're, you're kind of just, you know, again, submissive rolling over like a dog and just letting them pet your belly. Um, you know, the, the bend over backwards uh, in endorsement of the Buckeyes is um, I think it was rightfully kind of dragged on Twitter. And, you know, I know people say, oh, well, he's just telling people what they should be going through. Again, I think you can do that. You know, there's a lack of self-awareness in that building right now for everything, really. If it's, you know, we have the best practices, um, you know, we, our practices are great. Our preparation is great. Uh, our coach doesn't have a contract right now, but that's not a big deal. There's a lack of self-awareness inside that building right now. And, you know, I'm trying to, you know, I'm not going scorched earth on them, but you know, for a program that's really, if Har whether Harbaugh's back or not, the next goal is kind of regaining that fire, get back on track. And it's just more of these little paper cuts that it's just self-inflicted and not necessary. So that's kind of where I stand on all of it. Um, again, this will not even register barely, uh, you know, into people, oh, people will say, Oh, this is why Michigan, Michigan doesn't take the rivalry as seriously. And, you know, all this does is add fuel to the fire of Ohio. Listen, Michigan's in the bottom of, or at the, you know, kind of in the bottoming out phase right now. And Ohio state has never been more powerful. So what was said on Monday and, and these things have been said the last few weeks, it ultimately doesn't change anything, but it's just the optics of it. It's just show some self-awareness. That's all. Yes. I, I get I get all your points. 
I I understand the points that you know most people make on um, Twitter and on social media. I I don't feel as strongly about it as some other people do, and that's that's rare for me. I actually think, first of all, his kind of backtrack and saying this isn't an endorsement. That's not true. I mean, come on, he he wasn't it's, talking about in, he wasn't talking about Indiana. You know, it's yeah. you know he, he mentioned six and O team you know, like. It, we know there's only one team in the Big Ten that finished undefeated. Uh, you did make a great point that you don't you don't need to campaign for this stuff when it's already decided they made the playoffs. It was decided before they played games this season. Right. Yeah. So I mean, as long as as long as they took care of business, they were going to get it. Um, I do think, and people may roll their eyes at this, but whatever. I do think his heart's in the right place. Like Ooh, I think, yeah, that, yeah. Like I do think that what he's going for this idea of. Hey, look, players sacrificed a lot. Coaches sacrificed a lot just to play a season. We got through a season. You know, I, I do think no matter what, no matter who you're rooting for, you should give give uh, us some some credit here. I'd be fine with that. Um, I guess it sounds odd, but he probably should have been a bit more broad in his uh, in his praise here instead of kind of honing in on uh, several instances, um, mainly the Ohio State. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's it's a weird one. I, I'm not. I don't feel strongly about. It. I'm not angry at him the way other people are. I understand no, the optics, and, and I'm not taking the the. I'm not taking the doesn't get the rivalry or this is why Michigan. Like I'm not taking that angle with it. It's just, um, you know, I I I put out stuff that I don't like the way it was worded uh, on Twitter, and I and I end up deleting tweets. Like it happens. Of course. Um, I am not the offensive coordinator for you know one of the top 10 brands uh, in college football. So it's a little bit different when it comes from there. And like I said, a lot of what you say, um, you know, to be frank with you, co- these coaches get nothing from being on Twitter. It's more, this is true. It's more from that, you know, it's more a tool or recruiting a tool for them than anything. Um, so when that's the message that's, that's put out there, I mean, again, I have no issue with anything he said. I mean, what these, and this is why I'm, I'm glad they opted out of a bowl. This is why yes. um, I'm, I'm glad that teams are stepping up. The players are stepping up and saying enough, like, look at what we've been through already. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's shameful that, that uh, I mean, quite frankly, the, the, the whole, the whole debate about whether players should, should be compensated or not. Like that's to me, it's so, it's so obvious that they should be now. Um, given what they did go through to play this if, season, if there was any doubt before this season, yeah, d- doubt be gone. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, I, I just don't. I just think the message could have been packaged a little bit differently. I mean, he should be proud of his. You know, he's a football coach, so when players are able to play football, whether they're at Ohio State, at Michigan, at Indiana, Michigan State, Rutgers, wherever, when kids are able to play football and get through that and play football and pull off. It was not a, an unblemished season by any stretch of the imagination, but um, football coaches like to see football be played and, and everything in there. Again, it's just everything in it. Every single point he hits on it, I totally agree with, but that's like, it's just the, the packaging of it. And maybe we're being nitpicky because nothing's going on. There's no Harbaugh contract. Right. The basketball team doesn't play until Christmas day after 12 days off. Maybe we're just kind of being nitpicky for content. And one thing I will say, because I did write about this, um, 
I don't get paid for clicks. None of my staff gets paid for clicks. We aren't judged on clicks. So I don't, nothing I write is to, you know, get people riled up. It's, you know, I, I think we have a responsibility to our listeners or our, our readers to keep them informed on the happenings, you know, what, what's being talked about. Um, and there's a ton of people that are on social media. So for them, they would have never seen this. And it's, I just, it's a storyline. And like I said, it's, it's one of those, you know, the old Bo Schemplecker thing. Don't let a one day story turn into a two day story. I imagine this is, this will, I mean, this is it. We'll, we'll talk about it here and that's it. But um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, again, it's, it's one snippet and the headlines will read, Oh, well, Michigan offensive coordinator, uh, you know, advocates for Ohio state to be in the college football playoff. Ours was uh, Michigan OC tweets that deletes the case for Ohio state in, mm-hmm. in the playoff. That's, that's what we did. That's the story we told. And like I said, I don't get bon- We don't get bonuses for clicks. No one gets paid extra because you know, we get more page views. So from our standpoint, that's not what we're trying to do. So just trying to keep people up to date on, on what's going on. And like I said, um, could have been packaged better, could have been set a little bit better. I just think is, you know, really, we just talked about how great a recruiting class that they brought in, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Your job is you're, you're kind of the face of that and you're selling the vision for your program. I, I think that, um, like I said, it's um, <laughs> what's the old Herm Edwards thing. Don't press send, or at least think before you uh, press send. It's just, you know, again, just kind of a self-inflicted, paper cut it's not a wound it's not salt in the wound it's just yeah why'd you do that right and i get it and, and again you know circumstances probably make this a much bigger story than we would usually make it but in with the kind of season it's been and you know, i'm not going to say tone deaf but I, I get people's frustrations it's just given the way this season is gone there's there's a million more things i just feel more strongly about like i i, I get i get it um but yeah, it, it just, it's, it's whatever it, much, much bigger problems going on with this, within this program, mainly that they, they don't know who the coach is currently. Um, so, yeah. uh, or who the coach is going to be. So we'll see before, before we uh, call it quits, you you did bring up uh, in passing the basketball team. And we do do, we do do our, we do a weekly hoops pod here on Mason brew. And uh, obviously we didn't do it uh, on Sunday with uh, you, me and, um, uh, Daniel Dash, but uh, Michigan basketball jumped up in the polls pretty pretty highly. This was a team that had dropped out of the top 25, currently up to 19. I just real quick, I think that's a fair assessment. I think that I didn't believe in the whole, them dropping out of the top 25 because they struggled against Oakland. It's a six and zero basketball team that is only that's only played one Big Ten game, and and the deeper this thing goes, the more likely I may be to say, all right, they should drop, but. Um, this is it's weird because I think based on what I've seen, they're the fifth most impressive team in the Big Ten that I've seen so far. I still believe that that team belongs in the top 20. So I'm standing by that. Yeah, uh, I, I thought it was kind of odd that, uh, you know, again, preseason rankings are what they are. Uh, Michigan's is 15 on Kempom, so that's good. Um, it's it's weird that you jump up six spots in a week. You didn't play. That's kind of a big yeah, jump. Is odd. Yeah. I, I'd have um, to double check to see who lost, but yeah, there was, there was some chaos for sure. Um, but at the same, like, but the fact that they dropped out of the polls for two weeks anyways, uh, I thought was kind of silly to begin with. Um, 
again, I haven't watched enough college basketball to know um, if there are 18 teams better than them or, or who's, you know, worse behind them. Uh, you know, I'd say if we know our big 10 teams, who's, who's good, who's not, I think probably right now, fourth or fifth is fair for them. Um, in, in terms of the conference packing order, not the ranking. Right. Yeah. Not, not over. Right. Um, and again, they, they go through a stretch here where I'm looking at their schedule in Ken Palm right now. Um, Nebraska, Maryland, Northwestern, Minnesota, Penn State. Those are all the highest rated on Kempom as Penn State's 44th. Um, they don't really, and I, I won't say it's not a true test because we know that uh, you can get into some real bar fights in this conference, right. no matter I, the opponent. We, we saw last night Michigan State, who had been as impressive as any team in the Big Ten, you know, slip up against Northwestern. So, yeah. 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 Um, so again, I've, I've kind of been saying from the start, I think January 12th uh, home against Wisconsin is kind of yep. where that's really where you're going to see um, who this team is, where they're at. Um, and who's, you know, they could slip up against, I don't see them slipping up against Nebraska on Christmas, but you know, um, Maryland on the road, won't be an easy game. Penn state on the road, won't be an easy game. Um, you know, Northwestern and Minnesota have given them, given them some problems in the past. So Again, we'll see what this 12-day layoff does. But, um, you know, number 19, uh, cool. I like that number. Um, yeah. In other number 19 news, uh, in case anyone else, we're going off track here. Right. But uh, Pay has officially uh, – I got word last week that he was – if they played, they were probably going to opt out of the season the rest of the year, which he would have right. one or two games left. But he has declared for the NFL draft and signed with an agent. So uh, good for him. where we're at there. Yeah, so. pro- program guy. Uh, happy for him, and with yeah, some good sure. news there, uh, which is nice. So, uh, bef- uh, real quick before we uh, call it a show, Anthony, uh, where can we find you on social media? Find me on Twitter at Anthony T Broom. You could follow the website uh, at Maze and Brew on Twitter uh, or on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Podcast Wise. Join our Discord server. Uh, we're gonna be doing some fun stuff with that um, as the new year approaches. Uh, and I really just want to say before we get out of here. Um, depending on where the news cycle takes us, there's a chance this is our last show of the calendar year, so to speak. And, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll try to keep it a little bit short here, but, uh, you know, we know it's been a long, difficult year, um, not on the, just on the field for Michigan, but um, in general, and, and, you know, we, we scrambled for a bit, you know, figuring out where we were going to go as a site. Um, you just want to a, a, a thank a sincere thank you to everyone who who's been with us this year, who stuck with us this year. Who God forbid, if you listen to like with, when we did cats with Ashley Bastock, or when we did any number of things that weren't directly Michigan related or Michigan adjacent. Um, you know, it, it was a rough year, but I'm I'm confident that uh, you know if we all got through this year. Like it's all, it just adds a layer of perspective and a layer of kind of, you talk about steel in your spine that uh, we maybe wouldn't have otherwise had. So I uh, just want to, from the bottom of my heart, thank everyone for listening. Uh, I know it's been some painful uh, shows. Hopefully you've been entertained through my sorrow, Chris's sorrow, Luke's sorrow uh, yes. at times, but uh, you no, know, it, it's been a good year. We'll, we'll, Basketball season rolls along. We'll, we'll see what happens next week. I mean, I'd, I'd have to imagine that we're going to get coaching news soon. So I'm not saying we won't be here next week, but again, um, for those of you who maybe will dip out for the holidays and not kind of be on the grid, so to speak. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all of your support. Be safe, be healthy. And um, 
know, if you have, if you have family, embrace them, have a good time with them, hold them. And if you're alone, hit us up. We'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll give you something to, you know, you always have friends with us. So, um, you know, whatever we can be to you, we will. And just want to thank everyone uh, for putting up with us this year. It's been a, it's been a ride. No, I'll, uh, I'll take that one step further actually. Cause you thank the audience and I'll, I'll, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Castellani2014. I mean, if you've been following us long enough, you know where to find me. I have, I have another show at Locked on Tigers, but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get a little bit more personal here and say that, I mean, being around people that you, that you enjoy being around, being around your friends, has it's been at a premium in 2020 with the sanctions and the restrictions. And I, uh, I, I look forward to this every single week. Um, and I want – the people who are out there who have been listening, keep listening because I think our content and these podcasts have become better than they've ever been. Um, we're not we're not coworkers anymore. We're really we're we're genuine friends, and we have been for some time. And uh, I love recording with you guys. It's too bad Luke isn't here to kind of uh, join in on this on this love fest. But uh, you know, I think back to where I was when you guys brought me in, and uh, you know, I I said this. I think when we did a podcast back in March, when you weren't uh, able to join us, Anthony, you know, you guys took a shot, took a chance on me when uh, I probably wouldn't have taken one on myself. And it's been a very, very fun ride. And I encourage people to keep listening. Um, I, we really do enjoy doing this and it's been a lot of fun. So uh, I, I'll speak for Luke as well. I know uh, he's under the weather tonight, but uh, is having a darn good time doing this. So thank you to everyone out there for listening. Have a very safe Merry Christmas. Go blue. We will see you in 2021.